0: Good evening, boys and girls. We are back and better than ever, and back first time in a long time. I feel like we're on a phone-in show. First time, <laughs> long time caller. But this is Press Break presented by the Juice Box Pod, and we're coming at you with a new set up, okay? Typically, it's just press break, right? We're talking about college basketball, talking about the rankings, talking about our teams, really using it as more of a event session I feel like, but <laughs> we're going to bring you a new format today. It's called the off-season. Press break the off-season. This is a show where we're going to get together once a week, maybe once every other week. We're going to open it up to the public. We're going to talk about anything and everything not related to college basketball, and the less amount of sports we can talk about, the better this show is going to go. because We've got so many irrelevant thoughts running <laughs> through our minds and we need somewhere to put them out so if you're watching on facebook at sports shift media sports with bj on this sports with media youtube channel this is a fully interactive show the link is in the description you click that bad boy we'll let you in we're always willing to have some people on and speaking of having people on we are presented as always by the juice box pod and the godfather himself jerry nixon jr is in the house jr how we doing man
1: Good man fellas. Pleasure being here. It's I I feel like it's a long time overdue for us three to just get together and talk the shit. I mean, t- like talking with people about thoughts, like random thoughts in your head, that's kind of my ammo. So, you know, <laughs> they, they, this is my my perfect setting right now. So, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And so it's Friday night. We're going to kick this off with what you're drinking. Um, so I myself am sitting here. I got a little G&T um, from the U Letter Kenny fans. You know what that is. Miss McMurray loves her a good G&T. JR, what we got going on over there?
1: I'm addicted, fellas. I got the high <laughs> noon sunsips. <laughs> oh, no. I, I got the high noon sun sips. I'm on watermelon right now. Uh, I, I just had peach. It, it's... these things the the reason that i can just keep down in these is seltzers are great i don't really drink beer anymore but these are more like natural juice and natural vodka so it's it's kind of bad because when i like crack the lid open and it starts going down i can't really stop but that's what we're here to do that's it baby
0: (laughs) jt what are we on tonight
2: i am still on my icy like mango kick um i bought a big case of this so still down in it uh the, the mango tastes just so good. Mango and peach things. Uh, I'm w- with Jerry there on the uh, the high noons. So I usually drink the peach, but uh, I'm going to keep going with this mango kick until it runs out.
0: All right. I love it. And JR, the question is, dip or no dip? Are we in? Are we lipping right now?
1: <sighs> Listen, I, I'm going to bum you guys out. I, I know I'm a tobacco rep. I should always <laughs> be doing tobacco. I really don't rub anymore, fellas. I, really? I, I don't. What what I've and I know that's that's crazy to hear because all the time I got I'm repping West Virginia. I got my car hard on on purpose. <laughs> I'm ready to go out in the farm, run the rototiller a little bit. But I uh I normally do nicotine pouches these days. OK, a little camel snus. Yeah, well, actually, so I will I'll plug my brand. There's new nicotine pouches called free F.R.E. That's what I'm on. And normally, if I don't do those, I like Zen. Uh, no you know, free ads. No free ads. No free ads at all. <laughs> and JR, you
0: are in for a treat because I have a guest sitting in the lobby that was our first ever guest on Brood Bets. Do you remember who okay. that was by chance? I, I Truthfully, I don't. It's I fine. Don't. He has a new nickname. His name is Pat. But um, everyone that comes on the Brood Bets has to tell us how they take their coffee, kind of like the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, first time caller, five seven two sixty five. That's a big boy. I don't know why I went with those numbers. So we have people tell us, we have people tell us what what they t- how they take their coffee. And he is forever now two sugar one cream pat because uh, he got so <laughs> specific. You know, ladies and gentlemen, live and in living color. Welcome to sugar one cream pat. How we doing, bud? Doing good,
3: man. It's Friday, baby. You can't argue with nothing.
0: That's it. So, we've got some icy mango. We got a GT. We got a high noon vodka and watermelon.
1: What's Pat, what's Pat on?
3: I'm going for Brooke, baby. That's it. Brooke. It, it. Can't go
1: wrong with that. I and it. he's ripping darts. He's ripping darts already. <laughs> ripping I darts. love to see it. <laughs> all day, every day.
0: Yeah. All right. So, let's get started with just a little bit of sports talk because uh, we are, after all, a sports show here on Press Break. Let's talk about JT. You mentioned this, and I know you've been wanting to talk about this. So one of the topics I have tonight is Lakers injury problems, question mark, because I feel <laughs> like you and I both have a similar mindset on this. But let, go ahead and take us away here on what you what
2: you want to say about the Lakers. So, I mean, they're sitting, what, at the six spot right now, seven spot? Somewhere they're, not good. They're, they're probably going to play in that playing game. I just don't see LeBron is not healthy. Uh, AD is not healthy. They lost uh, Schroeder. I mean, that whole team has looked completely different this year because no one's healthy. I, I'm i not looking forward to the matchup against the Suns, if that happens, because I'm a Suns fan at heart.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And we got our boy Javon Carter down there uh, from West Virginia. But I, I think this team could lose in the playing game because I they don't have enough, enough chemistry. They don't have – I just don't, there's something about them this year that I don't like. And then LeBron's going to probably go win his his next championship and prove me wrong.
0: Do you think it's possible a little bit here that they're trying to avoid playing? Who's the one. See, isn't it Utah right now? I think everyone's trying to avoid is either you, is it Utah or Portland? Uh,
2: Yeah. uh, Utah's first Phoenix is second. Okay. Phoenix. Yeah.
0: I think they're trying to avoid that game quite honestly. I mean, look, uh, what Phoenix is doing this year, Chris Paul has revitalized his career in Phoenix, and I'm glad to see it. As an ACC guy, I loved watching him at Wake. He's a good dude. He's an ambassador for the NBA. He's the president of the NBA Players Association. He's just a good figure for the NBA. So when he was over there at the Clippers, man, it felt like his his career was coming to a halt real quick. And now he's over there in Phoenix doing his thing with D-Book, and they're doing great things. That's a scary squad. Utah with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell scary squad. I just don't you see what happens with the Lakers when the Lakers don't have LeBron and it baffles me because they've had now 3 years. I mean, 2 if you want to include AD, but they've had 3 years with LeBron and it seems like they're a completely different team with him off the court. Mm-hmm. Right? How is that possible? How do you how are you a 1 seed with him? And you've got two of the biggest stars in the NBA, and you're a borderline six-seven seed in a play-in game without him. That doesn't make any sense to me. The only thing that makes sense to me is that he—that they're—they're just doing what they're doing on an intentional basis. But I don't know. That's an NBA conspiracy theorist in me. But Pat, what do you think there about the Lakers? What we got going? On? Is that Kai? You got baby Kai over there?
3: No, I got my my buddy's kid, Cam Cam. He's over here. Cam Cam. <laughs> Yeah. We love the children. I'm on the phone, I'm hanging out.
1: Okay. But I I would say kind of just thinking about what you said. I like I'll be honest, I'm not a big like I don't watch a lot of the regular NBA season, but it does fascinate me when the playoffs start how the athletic kind of gets cranked up. So the way I look at it, when the Lakers don't have LeBron, it's probably one of those things where It's got to be a little bit mental because you know when you're playing and you have LeBron that when in doubt, you have that guy that can kind of flip the switch like that. And it's got to be kind of different when all of those other guys are out there without him. Not saying they're not talented, but they have to kind of decide amongst each other who's going to be that hand, who's going to be that guy at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I I mean, honestly – I'll be honest. I was a LeBron hater for the longest. I loved him when he was at the Cavs. Once he left, I I used to hate on on him all the time. Now that he just won the last title, the the dude's incredible. So if they somehow get in that playing game, you know we're going to see him in the finals again, at least the conference finals, I feel like. Yeah, I see.
0: The only problem I have with that logic is that he did that for so many years. His entire career has been spent in the Eastern Conference, and the Eastern Conference is trash four seats. And that's being yep. generous, if we're being completely honest. That's being generous. And so him title chasing and all that stuff is nothing new here. I mean, he did it with the Heat. Um, he did it again with, with, the, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, I'm glad that he brought one home, but he did bring in some players to make that happen. So he's running through the West now, and I think that reality is finally hitting him in the face. He's looking at these squads going, man, I got to play the Western Conference now in the play-in. In the quarters, in the semis, in the conference, holy crap! I used to just have to worry about him once a year, and it was probably going to be Golden State, right?
1: Yeah, it's true. So, No, thing, you're right.
2: Well, one thing that concerns me too is we've never seen LeBron spend this much time out of the lineup. Like he has been a, a, a not like he's been a monster his entire career in the way that he trains, the way that he keeps his body healthy. Uh, even small injuries, he seems to be out for just like three to four games and he's back. But, I mean, this is a s- ankle sprain that he says, ankle sprain, he, yeah. he says he'll never be back to 100%, which I don't believe that. But that that's just LeBron being a little dramatic. I feel like he, he usually is. He's missed 20-something games now. Uh, I just don't know if he can come back in. And flip the switch and be ready to go in but the first see, game.
0: That kind of plays to my point, and I think some of the points that we're all trying to make are are in we're in unison. We're just saying it different ways. If your ankle's never going to be the same, if it's never going to be fully healed, why are you still sitting? Like you've been out for three months, right? It's almost three months you've been out.
3: Let's just say he comes back and that high ankle sprain isn't back to 100. Then he hurts himself again. Now he's guaranteed out for the playoffs. You know what I mean? But he already he said it'll to never be hundred percent. Well, that's that, like we so said, you want to you want to save man. it for the regular we'll
0: season next year, and we've already he's already established regular season don't mean nothing he's,
3: to him. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to let them get their playoff seed, and he's going to come back for the playoffs, and then that's when he's going to be back to hundred percent. But as far as the team goes, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like a '96 Bulls thing. You know what I mean? When they had Michael Jordan on the court. That's the presence of him being there. He builds a team just by being there. He doesn't even have to perform well; just him being there. They're like, dude, we got Michael Jordan on our side. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that well, I mean he route, was a first round
0: bounce it, until it, they it, got him help it, though. It, it.
3: Right. This leads right off of what Jr was saying, and I I I, I kind of agree with the man. You know, he it, it's it's just the presence of him being there. He's that good of a b- basketball player that. Just him being on the court boosts everybody else's stamina, boosts their morale, gets the uh, gets the adrenaline going. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of where I'm comparing what's going on right now as far as the Lakers falling. And
4: off
3: see,
0: that's a really good point because this is a common distinction I have between MJ and Jordan, and that's always a conversation. And my before I get into this, my overall, standpoint is my,
4: <laughs> overall <laughs> standpoint
0: is my overall standpoint is. They are different players in different eras. They're both great. Leave it alone. But if you're going to make me choose one, I'm going to take Jordan for the exact same thing you just said, and I'm going to flip it on LeBron. Jordan was a winner. He didn't need you. He was going to do yeah. his thing whether you were there or not. LeBron, I think, loves the attention. He loves being needed. If you were on a squad and Jordan was out for a game for whatever reason, which, by the way, in the 10 years that he had that major scoring title run, he averaged 82 games a year for 10 years straight. Yep. Okay. Yep. So if you were in a situation where you needed Michael Jordan on the squad, on the floor for you to play your best, he didn't want you. He didn't want you. You should my right. you your ability should not be impacted by me. You should have ability, and I should be able to accentuate your abilities and make you a better player. But you should still be able to ball out whether
3: or not I'm on the court. Yeah, no, I, I,
1: I agree. That's exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm with that. That's
3: exactly. What I think just him being there did. You know what I mean? What you just said, him making you a better player, accentuating your abilities on the court. Him just being there is what did that. You right. know what I mean? That that's like having Babe Ruth on your baseball team, man. You know what I mean? You're gonna go out there and you're gonna be like, well, We got yeah. I'm like, <laughs> of the same thing. And, you know, and, what I mean? and, and I'm a baseball guy per se, but that, you know that that's my analogy to it. You know, you got Babe Ruth on your team, you're like, I don't even need to throw strikes. I'm just gonna go up there and you know what I mean, do my thing, let Babe Ruth
1: now and but we have to remember too like it's lebron dude he's trying to create this storyline so (laughs) when he comes back he's gonna come in the that play-in game they're probably gonna wax whoever they play so when they make a run then he can sit back in the press conference and say yeah man we made it all the way from the playoff game or play-in game you know my ankle was bad and here i am back in the finals and I, I can't even knock him for it because it's right. it's it, it's kind of like yeah. the a good comparison for me is it's kind of like a UFC or boxer creating that background noise so when they make it and win, the storyline's there. I just feel like that's what
2: LeBron's Dude, doing Dude, no, right that's now. like
0: all of UFC and boxing. We're going to create this storyline, but we're both going to get a fat bag at the end of the Facts. The, all right, the new like, one
2: is stealing your hat. That's it. Jake.
4: got <laughs> your hat. I got your hat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You got that's your
3: hat Y'all, when I started
0: cracking up a middle a little bit, I have to apologize. I was not listening to two cream sugar, two sugar, one cream pat. I was looking at my notes for the show and the question I wrote out just had me dying. Uh, so <laughs> give it to me. So the note that I have here is lying is the most fun you can have without taking your clothes off. I don't know what frame of mind I was in when I wrote this as a show note, but I do have two sub points on this. I do have two sub points. So lying is the most fun you can have without your clothes off. And the two points that I have is diet rationalization, AKA cheating on your diet, right? You're lying to yourself. Well, I did go extra heavy on the bench press today, so it'll be all right if I have a couple slices of pizza or over-exaggerating uh, when you're storytelling to make it sound, you know, something that, that those least release those endorphins, that's fun. So I think the question I was going for is, is when, when is, when is our favorite time to lie? What do we like to lie about? And I'll be honest, that diet thing hit me hard. That hit me hard.
1: I, I, I thought you were talking about me there for a second. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> I'm like, did, did JP give him some notes on me. Like what's going on? on right, but, diet
2: starts Monday every week,
1: every week. <laughs> Now, but I, I, I'll i say real quick for me, because I do this all the time. I think my my favorite thing to lie about is when I know I have one thing to do around the house, but I spread that one thing that could take me maybe 10 minutes, like eight hours. Mm-hmm. So when someone is like, hey, yes. Jake, let's do this. Or, hey, let's go there. I'm like, oh, man, sorry. I still got to. I'm washing my clothes. I'm washing <laughs> my clothes like that. That is my all time favorite move to do because, hey, we're adults now. We can say and do whatever we want these days. All right. right so, Jr.,
0: yeah, I know third. you're married, right? No, no, I
1: I just, I just have a girlfriend. Nobody's lucky enough yet, baby. Pat's
2: (laughs) married. I'm married. He's engaged right now. Just dating. Just dating. We we own a house together, but. but Okay. So, so we're
0: all in (laughs) serious relationships, right? I would venture to say right now, the number one lie we all tell. Got to spend time with the wife. Sorry.
4: Oh,
0: hey. <laughs> <I get
2: it. laughs> the the Got to spend of, time with the girl. Sorry. The, the best part about buying a house is you have a built-in excuse now. To Amen, just, right? uh, anytime anyone asks you to go out, do something, uh, nah, I've just got a lot of stuff to do around here.
0: <laughs> Love all of that. Love all of that. All right, so let's talk a little bit about one of the biggest things going on in the NFL that's not the draft. Good old boy, Urban Meyer, brings his butt buddy, Team Tebow, down to Jacksonville. And um, so a lot's been going on about this. The, you know, if you listen to ESPN at all, it's a race thing. If you listen to Fox Sports, it's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nepotism thing um i me personally i think this is a money grabbing thing because i'm pretty sure that the fans in jacksonville are about this close to being done with that team and shipping them off to london and i think this is some ditch effort we got the number one pick in the draft we got tim tebow at tight end who god i hope he never sees the field because trevor lawrence's career will be over before it starts if he's on tight end blocking on pass protection so i want to get y'all's theory what, what, what do we hear, make of hear, Tim hear, Tebow at tight end?
3: Here's, here, here's a Jacksonville fan for you. How, hey, what do you think about Tebow?
2: Boo. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, Jerry, I, I feel like you have some strong things to say about this because, I mean, you had Tebow down there in Denver.
1: I, I do, I do, and and for me, it's it's kind. I'm kind of in between a rock and a hard place here because I I personally can see and understand the arguments for every single point that you just said, um, but the way I look at it is, is I I actually think for me. I think it's more of a locker room morale type deal. I don't know if Tebow will even be on the team the whole year. I think it's just one of those things where he's just going to bring him in to try to create that energy and, and that winning mentality for a young quarterback. So he can learn what it really truly means to work hard and win. Um, And, and I truthfully think it's just as simple as that. I mean, when Tebow was in Denver, he, we were one and four when they ended up putting him in as the starter. We went eight and eight. We beat the Stellas and we oh, made the it. On a Demarius Thomas post route. Dude, you don't know how many times I've watched that. <laughs> Dude, it, it's great because we we were, quick story, we were watching that in Arnold where uh, me and Jake lived when we were at WVU and it, that. I've been surrounded by Steeler fans my whole life, but to just kind of wrap it up, i I just think it's a morale thing if I'm being honest with you guys.
2: Yeah. I, I still I think I've only watched that play, the Demarius Thomas catch one time. I think I have I watched it in the playoffs and I don't think I've ever gone back.
1: <laughs> oh, I I can send
2: it to you if you want to watch
1: it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's his
0: active screensaver. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you made a lot of good points there. The only thing that I, I would disagree with is I don't think you're going to show Trevor anything. Because let's be honest, outside of a playoff win, Tim Tebow has done nothing in the NFL at the quarterback position. And you're talking about a kid that has never lost a regular season game. The only games he's ever lost have been national semifinal or championships game. I don't think Tim Tebow is going to show Trevor Lawrence, anything about how to be a professional at the NFL level. Now, work ethic, that's a great point. Um, my thing here is I think it – I compare – after that move, and the, well, let's go back one move to make this point. The move that he tried to bring that Iowa strength and conditioning coach in, knowing that he had all those allegations of the of the racial slurs and all that stuff, that's college ball stuff. You can't get away with that in the NFL. And then he backs it up with this move right here. And if I'm a, if I'm a player in that locker room, and I have know Tim Tebow's been out of football since 2015. That's when he was cut by the Eagles in the preseason. He didn't even make the roster. He was cut in the preseason by Philadelphia after stints with New England, Denver, the Jets. He was, you know, all we could go on and on. I'm not taking that. I'm not taking Urban Meyer seriously, man. Like yep. you brought a dude, there are so many dudes out there that have worked their tail off at that position. And you're going to bring in your boy that won your two national championships and a Heisman in Florida before you had health problem 1.0. And then, you know, <laughs> chomp on, hey, he, they still had Cam. I mean, he ran Cam Newton out of Gainesville, right? So, you you're bringing this guy in that's got no talent at the position whatsoever and let's say i know tebow's an athlete i know he's a freak of nature physically playing tight, i want i'm gonna ask you one question if you're quarterback of the jacksonville jaguars and tim tebow's in and you know that it's a pass play that he doesn't have a route and miles garrett goes wide on him do you have any confidence whatsoever that tim tebow's blocking miles garrett
1: Nope, 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 like, nope,
0: nope, And that's what we're saying. Like no training or amount of athleticism is going to make up for a tight end that's been doing this their whole life and made it to the pros. So if I'm an NFL player in the Jacksonville Jaguars locker room, I already think my head coach is a joke.
1: I I, I agree. And, I, I mean, it, it's hard for me because I, I feel like I'm very biased on this topic because I don't really like Urban Meyer. Now let me let me clarify that. He's a great coach. He can win. He wins national championships in college. Great. Will it translate to the NFL? We don't know. The problem with Urban Meyer is once things start going south, I'm not going to knock it. He might have serious issues, but all of a sudden he gets sick. He can't coach anymore and he retires to be able to get out of his situation. Like I said, if he really has health problems, that's one thing. I'm not making fun of anybody that has health problems. But if he does this again, if it keeps going over and over and over again, where He does it at Florida. He wants to get out. He gets sick. Gets the dream job at Ohio State. Dominates in the beginning. Didn't want to do it anymore. Gets sick. Takes this Jacksonville job. I mean, let's be real. I just feel bad because Tebow, if he makes the team, he's going to end up being on like a six in whatever team or a five in whatever team. Jacksonville's not going to be good. I'm sorry. I mean, you can have Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is a god. But this is the NFL, bud. I mean, it, it it's gonna take him at least a couple seasons to get a rhythm. And Urban doesn't really stay there longer than a couple seasons, which sucks.
0: Absolutely. And another point to make too, I think it's interesting you mentioned the health problems. That's just what he cites, right? And uh, again, hope you hope that he is in good health. Exactly. But in both situations, there were serious allegations against the program and or university. When he bowed out, you go back to Florida, it was talking about, what was the guy in Unganway or whatever that was talking about the culture that made him almost want to commit suicide because of how vulgar and mentally abusive urban Meyer was. And then a bunch of other players come forward. Percy Harvin talks about how he had concussion after concussion. He played his whole junior season with a concussion and they never took him out all this stuff. And then urban Meyer gets sick then he comes back after two years and goes to Ohio state. Then all the sexual allegations and the, the sexual harassment and all the improprieties that were kept under wraps and all that stuff. And, Oh, now we're paying players to play and the kids are getting free tattoos and exchanging signed jerseys for proprietors. And then, Oh, I'm sick. I, my health. And let's not like, let's be real and have some common sense. Cause that's one thing we're not going to lack on this show. We may not be book smarts, but we're street smarts okay. <laughs> being in an, being an analyst, for college football all day long is just as intensive as being a coach every bit. So what part of coaching football was too bad for your health that being able to be an analyst on Fox football wasn't that, that would be my
3: question. That's a perfect question. If you ask me,
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I truthfully, I don't even know how to answer that because I don't see it as different. I don't see it as different. I mean, being the only – like trying to play devil's advocate and trying to think of the other side, maybe he stresses a lot about his players because he knows what's going on behind the scenes and he's worried that things might come out, which they normally do, and then he ends up leaving, which he always does. (laughs) But let's be honest here, fellas. You can disagree if you want. As soon as that Notre Dame job gets open – He's gone. Yeah. That's his dream job. That's what he wants. So if Jacksonville goes one season and they're eight and eight or eight and nine rather, because they're playing that extra game. <laughs> um, and that Notre Dame job opens up, I think he's gone anyway. So I, I think it's a matter of time before we, we see Urban, unfortunately, you know, leave.
3: I don't I, don't I don't I don't see Notre Dame dealing with that. He's got me neither. Too, he's got too much of a history. Notre Dame. I mean, let's let's face it. I'm ninety eight percent Irish. They're the fighting Irish. They they will not put up with that. I'm telling you that right now. Either he's going to be on like probation his entire time with the team, or you know they're they're just going to flat out tell him no. I mean, I I, I really don't see that happening. Mm-mm. As no. far as as far as Tim Tebow stands, this is where I'm at. I agree with you that it might be a morale boost type thing, you know, bringing in, you know, Wolf, I'm I'm not going to say a football player, I'm gonna call it a public figure. There you go, you know, bringing mm. him in, that might be that might be something. But what happens when he goes up for that seam route and he comes face to face with one of the meanest linebackers in in the league? My man's going to get hurt. We all we all know it. We all, yeah. Everybody sitting here is thinking the same thing. That man's going to get hurt by the end of the season.
0: See, I don't think he'll get hurt. I think he's a big enough physical specimen. I think he can take the beating. My thing is, if we're all in agreement that homeboy is just a ploy to get more t- – just like the Mets did spring training four years ago when they signed him for the entire spring training, to put tickets in the seats because what was happening at that time? The Mets sucked. The yeah. Mets still sucked. Like they yeah. were trying to get anything they could do. So why not put him in a front office room? Role. Why go through this rigmarole where we're going to tease you with Tim Tebow at tight end, knowing full and well that boy is never going to see the field as a starting tight end, and uh, you're going to take a cap hit for a publicity stunt? Uh, doesn't I make think, any sense to me. Uh, I mean, I see. Let's, face
3: it, let's face it, though, for real. It's sports are sports, but at the same time, it has everything to do with every other TV show that's on TV right now. It's all about ratings. They yeah. want to put butts in the stands, and they want to put money in their pockets. They want merchandise sold. You know how many Jaguars fans are out there right now buying the Tim Tebow shirt? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. You know that that that's all it's about. I hate to say it, and you know it's unfortunate, but that's what it is right now.
0: But I feel like you could do that. Like, first of all, let's not sit here and act like Trevor Lawrence isn't going to outsell Tim Tebow <laughs> in jersey sales. I know that he's got a big following in Gainesville, and that's his home, and all that stuff, and Jacksonville. I'm sorry, I know all that, but Trevor Lawrence is going to lead the team in jersey sales. You exactly. could have put this dude. Can you imagine? Just think of it for a second. And this is how. Like, I'm not saying I'm smarter than Urban Meyer, but in this particular situation, I'm smarter than Urban Meyer. Can you imagine the buzz that would be around the Jacksonville Jaguars if they announced, we just drafted Trevor Lawrence number one overall from the Clemson Tigers, and we just brought on Tim Tebow as a quarterback coach?
2: Yeah. Bro. Uh, yeah that, love that, it. That that could have been love an easy it. answer. I still think Tebow wants to play, though. He still wants to be around all the guys and create that buzz, and I think he feeds off – of that attention that all the outlets give him and all the fans give him. So I wouldn't factor that in too much that if urban Meyer went to him and said, Hey, do you want to roll on this team? I think, I think he would have said yes, but he, he probably wants to be a player too.
1: Yeah. And, and also to piggyback off that, let's not forget he's married now. So he's fucking, he's got a (laughs) different energy behind him. Now he's a different ball player before he was, he was, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned, and now he's fucking belt around the neck in the in the bedroom, boys. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a BDE,
2: right? Do you – so uh, I'll ask this to all of you. I would like to hear your answer. Do you actually think is QB one of the Florida Gators two-time national champions, do you think he never hooked up in college? Guaranteed. I'm going to be honest. I don't think he
1: did. And I know that's crazy coming out of my mouth, but I I honestly think Uh, he was probably one of those guys that was just – I mean, uh, le- le- he might have been hooking up, but I don't think he was legitimately having sex. And Tim, if you got me, you got me. <laughs> yeah,
3: forty-five year old virgin, baby. <laughs> not-
1: I can see I Tim Tebow virgin. as the king
0: of over-the-top stuff. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. I think, I think that oh. he might
3: he might have been hanging out with some women, and then he sits down, he opens his mouth for about two seconds, and then they just slowly walk away. <laughs> see, hey, I feel <laughs> like have you seen
0: like have you seen his wife though? Like she is beautiful. Yep. And they were dating while he was, uh, I think they ho- They got together like his sophomore year. Okay. So like uh, he's been, and he just seems like a lot, like I really hope that the whole, the whole Christianity thing isn't, I mean, I picked up his book. I have it on my shelf right now. I read his stuff. I follow his lives. I love the man of faith that he is. It would just be the ultimate ploy of all time. <laughs> If he's on the back end bumping uglies every
4: Friday
0: United in He's got we he's we got two natties that. like this just going at it. Like <laughs> hey, man, you gotta watch you
3: regular people, that's fine. You gotta watch out for them Christian girls, man. That's the one you gotta watch out for. We all know Oh, that. homebred mm. closet freaks. <laughs> <laughs> They're absolutely if they, very if they, go, if they if they go to a private school, they call it a private school for a reason.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, because I want the one. So I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about.
4: I
3: love
0: that. All right, so we got two married dudes here, and we got two dudes that are in serious relationships and buying houses and all that fun stuff. So I was listening, actually, to the Ed Milet Show. And I don't know if any of y'all know that, but he's this like motivational guy. He's a really fun listen because he'll just tell you how he'll tell you what's wrong with you in the most blunt way possible. He's a good listen. (laughs) But he posed a question the other day that I had an issue answering. And the question was, if you had to be with someone and they were either boring or broke, but not both, who could you which would you spend the rest of your life with?
1: That's tough. That's tough. a tough one, right? Yeah. But, but I'd rather I'd rather be with a chick that's broke than somebody that I can't enjoy and have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. And I'm just being honest. I I mean, I love monies. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> monies is great. But if 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 we don't if we don't connect on that intellectual vibe or, and can sit down and have a conversation, I mean. I, I'm I'm good. I, you know, nobody gets me off better than myself. That's what I always say.
2: <laughs> Love that. I, I'll figure the money thing out. Uh, we got to at least be able to have a conversation and go do things, have some fun.
3: No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to narrow this question down. Is she bored in, like, boring in general? Like, maybe she's like.
0: Good it's not range. sexual, too, Sugar One Cream. It's not sexual. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> just hey, You just had to find out. But if, if that's the case, then yeah, I got I to gotta go with, you know what everybody else is going with man right, got, we've got, got another got
0: to, guest in the lobby here we got a oh. all right well here we go so i am about to add so this guy's it's my little sister i love her to death don't <laughs> hold anything back don't hold a single thing back she is a west virginia girl by college nice. she played davis and elkins she played softball just recently graduated from elkins west virginia her name is kelsey so we'll bring kelsey in here onto the stage kelsey what's up welcome to the danger zone (laughs)
5: that's
0: it so we just got that talk well first of all introduce your drink this is friday freestyle friday
5: it's
1: the truly is the new truly French uh fruit punch pack. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thinks, yeah. I haven't seen those yet.
5: My
0: JR, I don't want to rub it in, but she's actually downstairs in my kitchen right now because we have co ed softball after this. So I've had a few as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm a I'm a big seltzer guy. Jake probably knows this, but I, mm-hmm. I went on a big stance against beer. It was and I like beer, but it was kind of one of those things where I was just like I'm not gonna drink beer ever again. And I actually lasted a year and a half. So to see that the seltzers just keep coming out, it makes me happy. But I I wanna ask because I I'm a traveling tobacco salesman and I love Elkins. Did you love going to school down there or or did it suck?
5: So it had it had its perks. So like I loved being in West Virginia because I started mountains like coming to the beach and then going back to school in the mountains. It was like the best of both worlds. And I didn't really need like the mall because like the closest mall from there was the canyon or in Clarksburg, like an hour and a half, 45 minutes away, which I never needed the mall or any of that growing up. So I loved it. But a lot of the people who went there could stand because there really wasn't anything around it. And they weren't like adventurous. They didn't like to go hiking or climbing in the mountains or going to the river or the rope swings. But me, like, I ate that shit up. Like, I loved that stuff.
3: That sounds like the boring conversation
0: that we were talking about just a minute right? ago. So the question <laughs> that you walked in on, Kelsey, is if you had to be with someone so this, we're talking life partner, okay? They can they're either boring or broke, but they're not both. Which could you spend the rest of your life with?
5: Broke. Hands down. Yeah. I can't. Uh, S4, S4, four. I'm too I can't. Like I
1: have to have fun. Like I can't not have
0: fun with somebody. Like money doesn't matter. Yeah. What a fucking vibe, bro. I love <laughs> it.
2: Right.
0: See see now I gotta break up. I can we can't go unanimous. So I'm gonna play devil's advocate and I'm gonna go I'm I'm gonna go. I, I, I can't be with someone that's broke. I can buy a new personality, right?
4: <laughs> I can
0: I can I can fund some habits that give you a personality. No. And I like that's not that's not my heart, <laughs> but we can't we can't ask a question like that and go unanimous across the board. <laughs> so I'm playing devil's advocate. I'll buy you a personality boo boo. Let's get some money.
1: <laughs> no, dude, that that's funny. Like some people buy like fake noses, some people buy fake asses, but I'm buying you a personality, baby. That's it. That's it.
0: What do you want to talk about? Doesn't matter. I'll tell you what we're talking about.
2: I feel like if you buy enough of those uh, Truly drinks, everyone gets a personality after after enough of those. <laughs> right? That's what
0: I'm talking about. I'll fund some habits. So now that we've got someone fresh out of college, we've got a bunch of people on here that love college towns. We've got two. Very big college towns, well-represented in Morgantown and Charlottesville. So I'll actually go to the most recent college graduate, Davis and Elkins, and we're going to talk about Good Eats, right? So I want to talk about two different types of categories here. There's the college experience Good Eats. I went to college in Orlando, Florida, so we can get into that. But I want to know College Town Good Eats, College Town Good Eats, and Hometown Good Eats. Kelsey, take it away.
5: So we had a place. It was like this little Italian restaurant called Gino's. Mm. And there was a mom-and-pop breakfast place called Scotty's. So we would go Friday, Saturdays, obviously, we're, like, there's some parties or whatever. Everyone would go to Scotty's, the mom-and-pop, the next day, and you would eat there. And they had their biscuits and gravy, which I'm obsessed with. Anything anything breakfast with biscuits and gravy, I'm just sold. And theirs are <laughs> absolutely delicious. Mm. And then Gino's was just, like, this little Italian restaurant that they had there. Um... Their calzones were to die for. I just was upset with them. I got like I – would, I would always – okay, this is my fat ass coming out, but I would order two calzones so I could eat one before practice, and then when I got home, I had another calzone late <laughs> the What
1: a move. <laughs> what a move.
5: That's intelligence at its finest right now.
4: Facts.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Elkins didn't really have much other than that. I mean, there's one bar, but – that's about it for elkins
1: no that that is what elkins is very interesting because yeah. up north you have canaan and then down south you have snowshoe yep so it's like it's like a perfect place but it's kind of like like you just said the very very limited on the food stuff
5: so like there if you go big anything like big named we would have to drive to clarksburg which was like forty five <coughs>
0: Okay.
5: Which so wasn't, I didn't really care for because they had Taco Bell, so I was good.
0: What was the one place, because every town has one, every town has one, it's there. It's that restaurant that we don't know why it's still there, but it is, and you don't go. Like, you just let it be what it is. Did y'all have a town, did y'all have a restaurant like that in Elkins that you just, hey, we don't eat there. Oh,
5: um, it's the, the fast food, uh, I cannot think, the fast food, uh, seafood, what's that called? Long John Silver's.
2: Well, that's everywhere. Right. Yeah, I feel I feel like the only people that eat there are like seventy seventy plus. Yeah. yeah. The
3: people that used to go to Shoney's, that's who goes there. People keep asking
2: who's keeping Long John Silver?
0: Baby boomers. That's who's keeping Long John Silvers in business.
1: <laughs> I mean all, right. all across the state, I feel like Long John Silvers is just closing left and right. So it is funny that Elkins just has one just battling. I it.
4: love it. <laughs>
1: all right, let's
0: go to uh, let's go to two sugar, one cream pat. You went to college in Carolina. Where at specifically?
3: COA. Elizabeth. C- City. Okay. All right. I
0: so like what that. what was the goodie? I mean, I know they got a Ruby Tuesday and that's the Friday night spot. That's about
3: <laughs> it. I mean, unfortunately, we I mean everybody it's right. It's kind of like a driver and a half from where we we all live at. So we all know there's really nothing down there. But I got I gotta go off the beaten path. The best place to eat was our house. We mm. had we had a roommate, uh we called him potted meat. And I don't know if you're allowed to say <laughs> the first part on the on the podcast, but... Pod Let's refrain. You kind of get it. And then uh, the other one was because his dad was a meat butcher. Ooh. So every weekend, he would go back to uh, Bertie County and come Ooh. back with brown paper bags full of bacon, steak. I'm talking fresh cut. All right. So the enti- it was me, my cousin, him, and another guy named Brandon that lived in the house. Next door to us was the apartment complex where the rest of the team lived. Every single night, the entire team was at our house. Mm. Uh, so I mean, I, I there there's I mean, other than like maybe Headlights, Elizabeth City, Watch but yeah, you ain't eating. Oh my
0: house, gosh, but. stop it! You're not for those that. Okay, so no one here knows except for us too. Headlights <laughs> was a strip club. Okay,
1: <laughs> you're, you're not, not eating kid. there, not <laughs> yeah. at all. But fun fact, awesome right. so never been. Never been to a strip club, really? <laughs>
2: I, I, uh, I, you, you I am went to the one that burned down in Morgantown.
1: Never went. I just am so awkward when it comes to that stuff. Like, <laughs> I, 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 can't do it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Every time I say that, my friends look. Like, you never been to one? You're such a fucking pervert. <laughs> just never been to one. Can't do it. It'll, it'll, it'll
3: actually, opposite, sir. I've never been. Gonna, change your life when your girlfriend comes up to you and she's like, "Babe." We're going to a strip club. You're going to be like, okay. So that,
0: so there, so there's a question for you there. So if, if, if your girl comes up to you and is like, "Hey, let's go to the strip club," are you in or are you out? You, I know, know you're me. in. I know you're in two creams. You know my wife,
3: man. It, 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 that's
1: the <laughs> <a> thing. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd probably go. I, yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know though. Like honestly, I've had so many like, opportunities. I've just never okay. gone. Are you
0: going because it's what your wife wants to do, or are you going because there's intrigue, or a little bit of both?
1: I mean, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs>
3: there we go. <laughs> but
1: wait, so Pat, you're you're an Outer Banks guy then? If you're in Elizabeth City, that's the uh, what? That's I'm
3: uh, I'm Virginia Beach, but believe okay. It, I I played in Carolina, but the funny thing is, is there was only one or two kids were on that team that were from Carolina. One was from a The other one was from Bertie County. Everybody else, you had Cox kids. You had myself that was an Oscar Smith kid, unfortunately. And then you had a couple people that were uh, Lynn Haven, like uh, Davis Hughes and a couple of other people. I mean, there was a lot of good talent on that team, like Jake Stone. I'm talking at just watching this boy hit. Was a miracle in itself. I'm talking. He's a left-handed hitter. He's probably like five foot eleven, maybe six foot. Probably about two hundred pounds. If he hit it, if it didn't leave the park, you watch out because it's coming. It's coming fast. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like he, he that that was what he was brought on the team to do. I was a pitcher. I, all I did was pitch. I sat on the bench and then they're like, Hey, Tucker, come on. And then that, I'm like, Okay, you know, strolling on out there, but. <laughs> I mean, he. You know, I'm talking. He was one of the best ones. Like uh, Jay um, Matt Itner. Right now is Cox High School coach. He was. He was my teammate down there, and he's. He's. He's got to be one of the purest souls I've ever met in my life. But we had a lot of. We had a lot of good talent down there. But it just. Uh, the, the the team only lasted, I think, two years, three years, and it was uh, Norby Wilson from First Colonial that was the coach. And it just, for some reason, it folded. I don't know exactly what happened, but um, I don't know if it was funding or what, but sure, it, it ended their up. Their
0: aim was to be, when he says COA, it's College of the Albemarle, and their aim was yeah. to be a really big JUCO. And they did. A lot of kids went through there. Another one that y'all might have heard of would be Chowan. Tawan is right around there yep. as well. And a lot of kids go there for a year or two because they didn't get the showcase exposure or whatever the case may be. And yep. they go play there for two years. And then the next thing you know, they're at D1 playing at a UVA or a Florida or something like that. But since we're talking about baseball, that is one topic I wanted to get on because I know Kelsey's a huge Very baseball famous. fan. Yes, Believe it or not. On, <laughs> Listen, Kelsey can talk baseball with the best of them. So y'all take it away because I haven't been watching much of anything when it comes to baseball. I watch enough to bit my brood bets in on Saturday (laughs) and then I'm out. So let's take it away. Ladies first, because I know she's got some stuff she wants to say. But Kelsey, take our baseball segment away. What are you seeing so far in the start to baseball?
5: I think it's just crazy coming off of COVID and everything and everybody coming out. Like just like the difference. And everything like I'm a huge Braves fan, so we've i been keeping up with Braves every night and playing and everything. Like, just got out to the series with the Phillies, the best series they've played all year.
4: Mm.
5: But, um,
0: what are you doing to my kitchen table? What are you flipping over? <laughs> Is that a placemat? Just
5: fiddle with something,
0: <laughs> okay. All right, two sugar, go ahead. She, she doesn't
3: like. She doesn't like the decor, man. She's coming in and re- re- <laughs> the entire me. She's
0: a fidgeter because she's nervous. She's never been on a podcast before. and Now we're live <laughs> and streaming on Facebook, and she's like, "Oh <laughs>
3: crap." nervous. All right. As far as baseball goes, I'll start by saying the Yankees are still the Yankees. So they suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but this this cannot go unsaid. And I I've been waiting for this moment as far as the baseball segment of of this podcast. Can we sit here and appreciate the no-look double play from the Braves? Yes, sir. I'm that like, was nasty. Dude. You
0: cannot <laughs> Let's see if I can.
3: Just let that go untalked about. Like yeah. I mean, it, they've slow-moded on Facebook for like eight days now or however long it's been. And I'm like.
5: It's that, still, yeah. It's, that, that's nuts.
3: Nice. But, I mean, the the start to baseball, as far as I, I, I agree, it's it's. Coming off of COVID, it's, it's 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 rocky.
0: Let's see, y'all keep you talking. I'm gonna see if I can get this uh, if I can get this shared real quick. Y'all keep going.
3: No, hey, hey, i share it up because I'm telling you what, man. That 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 no look play, you you we can't you cannot that that to me right there is the play of the season so far.
5: Oh yeah, I hands mean
3: down. You, you can't you can't uh, being a PFP pitcher in play, you yep. cannot sit there and argue with one the knowledge of what he was doing to just the sheer instinct of yep. knowing what to do at mm-hmm. that point in time.
0: So can y'all see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're up. you're so, up. So Here's the play.
5: Make it full screen.
0: Let's go back here. Wow. Wow, wow,
1: wow. 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 I mean, oh, my God. The Dude, wait
0: for the slow-mo. Wait for the slow-mo. Matzik is a god.
3: Insane. The commentator says it all. He said, whoa, what a play.
0: Was yeah, that him I in got- the stands, too? Is that him? <laughs> is that <laughs> He's in the stands, too. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dude, with you too, after-, after that play, I'm going up in the stands. I'm getting my bat padded. I'm telling <laughs> you right now.
1: Dude, like ba- baseball is weird for me. Like, I don't dislike the sport, but I can only get into it when I'm there. It's 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 one of those things where <laughs> when I I was like, "What's up? What's up?" Jamie? How you doing? No, it's it, it's one of those things that I I can put on in the background, but I I blame my disinterest in baseball all on the Pirates just sucking my whole life. <laughs> if, if, if if I would have grown up in an area where there was a dominant baseball team, I I can probably assume that I'd like them like, like baseball and watch baseball much more than I do.
2: I kind of wish we would have never got those three years from 13 to 15. Or whatever it was. Dude, but, how fun was that with us with all of us watching that together? Oh, I mean, that was insane. But as a Pirates fan, like now since I saw that and we were gifted the playoffs, I would have rather just gone my whole life never seeing a playoff run. Because we saw what, our first twenty years of our life? It, it was from ninety three to two thousand uh yeah, ninety three to two thousand thirteen. So twenty years. I I would have rather just not had it at all because now I just want it back and it's never gonna happen. Well, it, and, and the big issue is,
1: is is it's nutting, and nutting literally lives here in Wheeling. I wish I could just go knock on his door and be like, what's up, man? Sell it to Mark Cuban, and let's figure this shit out. But, you know, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Uh,
2: Brandon, I, Brandon, I really wish there could be a salary cap. Uh, I don't know how it would happen. Like, you would have to set a salary for, floor and a salary cap, but I just want to see it be more competitive because you know that it's going to be – one of five teams, but that's most professional sports. It just, there's not much parity.
1: True. It's true.
2: So who,
0: who do we like? Because at the beginning of the year, it really felt like the Dodgers were going to be, the team and they are not right now no. they're just there I know they may have some injuries but they are not hitting they're not fielding it's just a mess and if you don't believe me just look at my fantasy team so <laughs> who who do we like I, I mean I thought Oakland was coming on strong and then Oakland stumbled I thought Cleveland was coming on strong and Cleveland stumbled it seems to me like two clear-cut teams right now haven't been established so as someone who doesn't watch a lot Pat, I mean the Braves are good. I know that the Braves, are, the Braves are going to be the Braves and do their thing, and I think they've probably got the most loaded roster as far as youth goes um, in the major leagues. But who do we like?
3: I mean, what's going on in the world of baseball? I mean, I, I got, I got to admit, dude, the Braves, the Braves are looking real hot right now. They're, they're on, they're on a the streak. Everybody's looking good. Everybody's putting the bat on the ball. They got the pitching staff to back it up. I mean, I hate to say it, I got to go with the Braves. I mean, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with it, um, and that's still pretty tentative. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and, you know, I'm not going to bet a thousand dollars in Vegas on the Braves right now. But why know, not? I mean, it's because I mean it's still early in the season. Like you know, it's baseball. Anything can happen, baby. I mean.
5: Somebody get hurt, something happen, anything. Right, you know what
3: I mean. They they lose a they lose a pitcher or two. You know what I mean. Yo. Tommy John's a thing now. We all know that. Trust me, I've had it. You know that's, that's the way it works. And I mean, you know, it's but as, as right now, if if we were to bet on the end end game right now, I'm sorry, I'm I'm putting my money on the Braves. I mean, they're they're just they're going at it, man. They're they're beating everybody. They're playing. They have the defense. They have the pitching staff. They have the relievers. I mean, they're they're they're. I mean, the the bats are showing up. I mean, the Angels ain't looking too bad, but I mean, I, I think if it were to go up between the two, I think I I'd have my money on the Braves. You know what I mean? And that's that's where I'm at with it. Okay, Kelsey.
5: I mean, I agree with him. Like, anything can happen. It's so early in the season. I mean, of course, we have some series that the Braves have been struggling on. Like, like, we just lost to uh, Detroit, where we were in the middle of one or something like that, where we can't seem to put the bat on the ball do anything about that. But it is so early in the season where anything can happen. But I do, from where the Braves were last year, I think we definitely
4: yeah.
5: got the resources at what we needed to where we fell short last year, to where yeah. it would make
0: yeah.
5: further
3: next. Good point right there. Good point.
0: So, I want to go back to something. So, we we all like the Braves and so we're all going to go down to Vegas and put some money on the Braves. <laughs> what I want to go back to the food question because I'm interested to hear from the Morgantown dudes because I fully intend this year to make my way up for a tailgate in Morgantown, West Virginia.
5: I was, so, I never even did that out of my all four years that I did not go to one football game
0: because I was working. Okay, so the number one rule in media, Kels, never discredit yourself. <laughs> you can't do that. Let others do it for you. Big
3: brother passing on knowledge.
0: That's it. JT, JR, when I come to Morgantown, where is where is a place I cannot leave without having eight at?
2: It's all you, JT. You got this, bro. You know. I feel like me and Czar could probably talk about uh, this for like an hour, uh, hour or two, but I mean, it's tough now. Cause I don't even know what's open. Cause we, we've had the conversation with a little bit on the juice box a, a couple weeks ago, but everything shut down due to COVID. Uh, I think tailpipes is done for good. That's the burger shop that I would have gone picked. Um, picked. Uh, Rusted musket closed. That was while we were still in school. I think.
1: Yeah, what it's a it, great it, name, it, dude. But Rusted <laughs> Musket, like that, that's the place that you go to when you're walking home at 2 or 3 a.m., like, stumbling up the hill, mm-hmm. and you're starving, and you just go get those, like, giant sandwiches that when you eat them and wake up the next morning, you feel like you're going to die. Yeah, <laughs> like there's, there's so much stuff in them. And I, I, I would have said rusted musket, but I'm kind of with JT. It's like it's changed so rapidly to where the easy answer for me is Boston beanery. But that's, like, not anything crazy. That's just kind of – like a, a, a okay place to go, but I, I I don't know what else is open now. When I was when I was in Morgantown, I literally just stayed in my house, smoked weed, and played Duke. <laughs> that was it. I love it. Had about a
2: two a.m. Uh, Taco Bell run. Hank would usually drive us in the old Jeep. The Facts. Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> Facts. So we'll, we'll 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 take you around
1: though. So when you come hey. up, so here here's the plan. It's funny you actually said that because we we want to do a weekend in Morgantown where we take all of the equipment down. We still have everything there and just get like a sick Airbnb and do it for like a football weekend. So whenever we pick one, that. We'll, we'll do it and we'll all just, we'll all just shoot the shit and Kelsey, you can come too since you just decided not to go to Morgantown <laughs> when you were in West Virginia for four years.
0: So give me, give me a proximity cause I'm going to burn her about this all night long. How close is Elkins to Morgantown? It's
5: about an hour and a half. To-
0: you can't talk. You never went. It's, it, <laughs> it's,
1: I'll, I'll give it to her. It's about two hours. It's about two hours. Yeah, she she is right. It is two hours.
5: Listen, I went. I was working the concession for softball. For I never got to go because we were
1: working. Uh, she okay. was
3: focused on her studies.
5: <laughs> sure. Sure.
3: <laughs>
0: so I went. I went to school in Orlando for golf, and Winter Springs, to be more precise. And there was a place called Senor Tequilas. For the people that haven't been to Orlando, Orlando is the most Hispanic-rich state I've ever been in in my entire life. I mean, it is just Hispanic culture everywhere. So to say that Señor Tequilas was was a Mexican restaurant is stating the obvious. But they had a burrito there called the Burrito Zapata. It had steak, grilled chicken, and chorizo. And then it was topped with cheese dip, adobo, and tomatilla sauce. And I'm telling you what, man, if you were hungry, you eat that bad boy, you're good for at least a day. It was delicious. So that was our go-to spot. And you could sit down with a table of eight of us, ten of us, two of us. We're all getting the burritos Zapata. So that was pretty cool there. And I like hearing about other towns because, I mean, it's a big world. We're never, we're never going to see it all. So I try to live through people that have been places I haven't. So let's slide a little bit. Go ahead, JT. Hey,
2: I was going to say, Jerry, do you remember there was one spot uh, that I was only at? Freshman year, and then I never went back, and I don't know why. Wings Ole, over Wings Ole. That was that was such a good spot. I think I went to it the first football game that I ever went to, and then for some reason, because it was in a random spot, it was over there by the football stadium, but like we always lived on the other side of town, so. I never went back.
1: No, I've I think I've only eaten there one or two times and the only reason I have is because I won the Twitter retweet contest and when you get free food, yeah, you never gonna pass that up. <laughs> every time yeah. I every time I got it I ate, but no, that that place was was very good for it, sure. Is, is
2: Zar there yet?
1: Or uh, No. Okay. No, he
2: he's not here yet. No. Uh, I, I think he could probably rattle off a list of, like, 10, 15 places.
1: Oh, dude, he, he's nuts when it comes to that shit. Like, But he's like that everywhere, though. Like, anywhere <laughs> he goes, he has at least, like, a list of 20 restaurants,
2: 20 bars where you have to go. So that, that, that's a that's, talent I never got. That, that's my sister, too, because I go to a different baseball stadium with her every year. And whether it's that trip or any of our family vacations, there is a folder that she brings with – With all the restaurants that she wants to go to for the vacation, and then all the menus, because if my dad's with, he takes about a day to decide, so we have to give him the menu the day before so so he can pick out his food. Love it.
0: (laughs) That's crazy.
5: I will. Anybody got West Virginia drive through Elkins? It won't take long. Just drive through Elkins.
0: Facts. Anybody have anything else they want to say on the food topic? Think I'm good. Alright, so I'm gonna make a uh I'm gonna make a request here. I'm trying to pull up something real quick. Uh Pat, what's going on with the Yankees bullpen, my man? I don't wanna talk about it.
4: This is my <laughs> show. This is
0: our show. It. You're a guest, we have
3: to. <laughs> I mean, they they need I'm trying to think of a way to put this.
1: Things. I actually feel bad for you because I can tell it hurts you inside. <laughs>
4: it you does.
3: <laughs> I mean, as, as, a, as a pitcher myself, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the background story. I ended up throwing 94 miles an hour in college. Blew out my elbow, blew out my shoulder, a whole bit. So when I go on to, like, the new pitcher for so-and-so, and they're like, he's the greatest thing ever, and he's throwing 89, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It hurts my people's
1: you're about to get snatched up by a plane, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
3: they need one. I mean, we we got Garrett Cole, but he, he's he's even struggling because right now the bats aren't swinging. Yeah,
5: he There's can no only get so far,
3: right? You can put all the you can put all the get them cows as far as ERA, K's, and this, that, and the other. But when the other team is out hitting, you, that's that, that that doesn't really matter. And I think we talked about this on the and uh, Bet show just a little bit as far as defense wins games, but still, you got to put points on the board. My, my my pitcher can sit there and, you know, cave 11, 12, 13 people, but when the other team's out hitting you, that's the way it goes. Yeah. But as far as relief pitching, garbage. They, they have none. They don't have anybody they can literally have full faith in to go to um and that's my thing they have you know maybe one or two solid starting pitchers that can actually go out there and perform put up the k's you know what i mean and actually kind of sort of shut them down for the most part but once you're getting into the sixth seventh inning you're you're looking for the middleman you're looking for the reliever and they have nothing in that aspect of the lineup it's not there's nothing there when they're calling on bullpen, you might as well be flipping or rolling a dice and just say, "Hey, come on!" I mean, there, there's there's nothing there. Um, yeah, not they, a recipe they, for postseason
0: success. They,
3: they this is where we were talking about where they were building their lineup for power as far as hitting. They've mm-hmm. spent all their money on Aaron Judge, joke, and they've spent all their money on you know this, that, and the other. But what they failed to realize was. Hold me. on. Did my I boy JT that.
0: just have a beer delivered? I Pretty saw goodness. that. That's tight. <laughs> so look, uh, I want to make a request, y'all. JT and Jerry Nixon here. I want if if we could pick a game for that for that uh, Morgantown a weekend in Morgantown, I would love it if it would be September 18th when y'all host Virginia Tech cuz I love <laughs> as a Virgi- as a Virginia fan, I love watching Tech get that butt whooped. I
2: I am down for that. That's, Either
0: that uh, or the Oklahoma game would be my two.
5: Ooh, the Oklahoma game's always packed. I was
3: gonna say Oklahoma would be a good one too. Uh,
1: yeah, Wait, I mean, one hundred
3: percent right about that.
1: Do we play VT this year? Yeah,
3: yeah. Ha yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude,
1: come up for that. That'd be <laughs> yeah. sick. That that yeah,
2: was uh, uh, the great Oklahoma tailgate. game
0: is actually at Oklahoma. I lied. I was thinking of the Texas Tech game where y'all host.
2: Uh, okay. that that was a great tailgate when we were at FedEx Field
0: oh or texas y'all get texas at home this year too that'd be a good one but i, 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 mean, I stand by
1: i'm i'm game for whatever game you guys want to go to but if if i'm gonna i always say this if i'm gonna spend money to go to a game i'd rather spend money to go to the best game like i yeah, I, I don't I, I don't care like where i sit particularly but if i'm gonna go i'd probably narrow it down to vt or texas cool. um but I hate to say this because I got to go and start getting ready for the juice box. I yep. want to leave on one thing. For everybody listening, don't forget Aaron Rodgers is the Denver Broncos quarterback right now. And the reason <laughs> being is because his wife and girlfriend, Shailene Woodley, lives in Boulder, Colorado. Guys do anything for their girls. He's coming to Denver, and don't forget it. You heard it here first. Breaking news. Rogers to the Broncos. Love you all. Thank you. I have to go.
3: JR, appreciate you. It was a pleasure. That's that's
1: a
2: great thing to leave on.
5: It's a great (laughs) note.
0: His wife and his girlfriend. I love it. Because you know he's got both. He has to. Yeah. So I want to talk about something that we've all, we all have something to say. Adult league softball.
3: Yeah. And you're, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're playing a buddy of mine tonight because he, I just got off the phone with him before I started this. And he's like, I got to go to co ed softball, man. He's
0: Where's like, he at? Cause we're playing at Greenbrier. Uh, He said they're out of
3: Lynn Haven. I asked him what league. Oh, it that's he, not he us. Said, he said something about uh lower. Lo- I don't remember, because all I know is A, B, C, D, and E. You know what Yeah, I mean? he's what not in Virginia
0: Beach. We're in Chesapeake. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Oh, we are playing the second place team, so if anyone would like to come out and show support, we are all about about it. I think we'll have about a case and a half of Trulies out there. <laughs> so I want to I end this on something fun. Um, and, and I, I know y'all probably seen it. There was an episode of family guy call and one of the segments was Peter had a segment on the local news called grind my gears, right? <laughs> so I want to give everyone an opportunity to, to talk about something that really just gets you upset and grind your <laughs> gears. And I'll start because I've been sitting on this for like three weeks. Okay. I was, I was in a certain state of mind a couple of weeks ago where I decided I wanted some ice cream. And I went and, and I got my ice cream. I got it out. I got my bowl. I got my scoop. And I got upset that the ice cream wasn't coming out of the scoop. And I was upset because now I got to use my finger, right? <laughs> when did we get to a point in America where we were so coddled that our ice cream scoops have to release the ice cream? And we're upset with ice cream on our finger? That's delicious. Yeah. That's delicious. That's a gift. You, uh, it's delicious. Yeah. Like if you don't want to eat the ice cream... Why you even got the carton out? So I was starting to look it up and I went to Amazon because, of course, that's where you go for everything. Do y'all know the technology in ice cream scoops these days? They got ice cream scoops that will release the ice cream for you. We don't have universal health care, but you don't have to get ice cream on your fingers.
2: You can find just about anything on the Internet
0: yeah i don't know something about that just run. i was like man how coddled are we that we don't we we can't even get ice cream on our fingers anymore my gosh pat give me something that bothers you bro i know you got something one's over your shoulder all
3: right look it, it ain't really funny it ain't really you know it's, it's just something that's been on my mind for probably about a year now so you know i was coaching travel ball baseball you know what i mean and it was it was with I won't say the organization on the podcast, but it was with a prestigious organization in the United States. So my whole coaching staff left due to politics, greed for money, this, that, and the other. Um, we didn't agree with that. We agreed with player development. We agreed with, you know, building fundamentals, building mechanics, you know, teaching the kids and teaching them how to be men, husbands, fathers, you know what I mean? Building the kids for life. So, this is what leads me to what grinds my gears right now. This is what the new coach. I, I went and watched this team play my assistant coach's team on a different organization now, and they lost seventeen to one. This is baseball. That's kind of like <laughs> basketball numbers. You know what I mean? They lost seventeen to one, but the issue was is. I noticed the kids that were on the team when I was the coach versus what they are now, it's downgraded. Like, I'm talking bat pass, you know, launch angle. The whole bit is way off. I'm talking one of the kids I loved. He used to hit home runs nonstop. Couldn't hit the floor if he fell. And you know what I mean? It's – that's what's grinding my gears is nowadays we have – people who think they have the knowledge and ability to coach the youth baseball and get them going where they need to go on the right path. And then they get in the role and they blow it. Now you're going to, now you're going to have, you're going to have kids that love baseball falling off because they can't hit the ball because I'm doing what coach told me to do. But I can't do it. I can't, yeah. you know, and it I I don't mean to get this more into a serious note. I know we're supposed <laughs> to end on a fun note, but I'm sorry. This you you asked. And this this is hey. what's been this is what's been on my mind for a a hot minute now. And you know, so it, it's it, it's frustrating to me to watch kids that were on a progression. They were getting better. They were you know, like I had a kid that was Probably four foot eight, maybe a hundred pounds hitting home runs. Now, all of a sudden, he, he I'm talking, I looked at uh, they call it game changer nowadays, which is what keeps the stats. He's like batting 158, and I'm like, what is that about? And then I'm watching his swing, and I went up to his dad, and I'm like, what's going on here? And he goes, Well, this is what the coach is teaching him, and well. You know, and uh, I'm sorry. And here's here's my thing, though. I'm not against volunteers. I'm great against. I'm great with volunteers. If you if you're gonna volunteer to help somebody and help kids out, that's great. If you're gonna be what I consider elite baseball, which is old fashioned most most of the time now, travel travel ball nowadays is watered down. Let, I'm, that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> for me.
5: But, I agree with you on that. <laughs>
3: She, she did podcasts. travel
0: softball, so but
5: see, it's softball.
3: all watered down. I mean, but at the same time, that's a whole other podcast. Me, her, and you, we can we can get on this. I'll we, be in on we, that one. We way. can go ask. <laughs> but I mean, for you to sit there and call yourself a coach, and you're you're teaching false mechanics, you're teaching false malination, malination, muscle memory, it's a fancy word. You know what I mean? And hey, that I, I, I was for the viewers. I don't know if. <laughs> But, you know what I mean, you you can't, and you're ignoring the fundamentals, you're ignoring the mechanics, and you're, you know, I mean, for example, when a ball is coming down, I don't know if this portrays a softball, I'm not sure, but as far as baseball goes, the ball is coming down, you swing up, right, which is, which is that, that's logical. You want to match the ball path with the bat path to get the most efficient through-the-zone contact, right? Probably the same thing goes for softball as far as rise balls and everything else goes.
5: Our angle is different, but yeah.
3: Right. So, I mean, right now I went and watched one of the kids that I had taken from relatively new to baseball to literally I'm calling him a stud. Like like I said, he was five foot nothing hitting home runs. And now he's – I'm talking balls coming in this way, he's swinging that way. And I I went up to the dad and I'm like, what's what what is happening here? He goes, this is what the coach is teaching. And I left it at that. I told the parent parent my two cents. I said, hey, look, that path needs to match the ball path to maximize everything. And the parent was like, "Okay, we'll work at that at home because he knows he knows me. He liked me. He didn't agree with what you know, what was going on with with the team. I left. Sorry, I'm not I'm not that kind of coach I'm, I'm out here for the kids i'm not out here for the money but um either way that that that's to end it that's what grinds <laughs> like is.
2: i feel like uh what plays into all of that is that everyone like it's widely thought of that baseball is like is such a laid-back sport that it feels Definitely. like it, it's not but that's like what the what it's widely known as so anybody feels like ah oh, like Uh, we need a youth coach just anybody goes out there and tries to do it when like every other sport you have guys that have like been playing the sport forever know it like can coach it like it's the back of their hand and baseball you just throw some parents out there because they're going to be at every game and they throw a lineup together that practice they let you hit through around you do a little bit fielding you don't actually go into all the fundamentals that are needed to create good ball players, so I feel like that's that's what has happened.
3: And that that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's it's so in depth that it's not even funny. I mean, if you're looking at let's look at the corner players, their their first reaction is vertical. You got the middle infielders; their first reaction is horizontal. Mm-hmm. Vertical players don't have far to go. They need to get down to the ground because that's your hardest hit balls is at the corners. So therefore, you need to read a kid and look at him and say, okay he's going to be better at a corner because that's the way he reacts. You know what I mean? You're not going to put him at shortstop and second base when his first reaction is down, when he's got to go get one in the gap in the 5-6 hole and make that Jeter play that everybody <laughs> loves. You know what I mean? He's. It's not going to happen. So now you got you got maybe, maybe a parent played high school baseball, and that's great. You know what I mean? But if, if you don't have the actual coaching ability to be able to look at a kid, and say, and watch his mechanics, watch his movements and be able to figure out where he is going to best suit himself and the team. You don't really need to be there when you're teaching false mechanics, when you're, you know, when you're, you're old fashioned, like not, you know, what, what, what's, um, knob to the baseball. That's wrong. We don't teach knob to the baseball. That's wrong. I've heard it within the past year, coaches coaching that nonsense. And I'm like, that is not okay. Knob goes to the pitcher, barrel follows. Everybody knows that softball lady right there can tell me the same thing. She, I, mean, <laughs> I see her over there. <laughs> she, she knows exactly what's going on. You rotate the box. You don't sit there and go knob to the baseball. That's a, and I hate to say it. I love the guy. That's Tony Gwynn talk. Tony Gwynn. And that that's this is going to lead me into uh, real versus feel is what it's called. Alex Rodriguez teaches knob to the baseball. But if you watch every single one of his videos, not a single one did he go knob to the baseball, mm-hmm. but that's what it feels like he's doing. So that's what he's going to coach. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that that there's a lot of misconception with youth coaches versus what they're I mean, whether you're Googling it or whatever, that that's fine. But there's a lot of misconception with what is actually real and what is feel in baseball. Mm -hmm.
0: And there's two things you've said that I have I have strong feelings on. Uh, Number one is player positioning. So there's as a as a hot corner player, that's you know, and for those that y'all that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about third base and first base. The ball's coming at you so quick, you've got to read the batter. If the batter's got their hands up on the ball or up on the on the on the handle, you can come in. They're hitting for contact. If the if they've got their hands all the way down or a pinky hanging off, they're hitting for power. You need to back up. And if you don't have a player that can read a batter, they have no business playing a hot corner whatsoever. The second thing I'll say, and this get this is the most lost in translation thing in all of sports in my opinion personally. I could be wrong, but it's an opinion, so it's It's not wrong. The throwing motion, the perfect throwing motion is not a natural movement for the body. Period. End of discussion. The body is not built to move that direction. And you've got these kids going out there throwing complete games, throwing 120 pitches, playing tournaments at shortstop back to back to back to back to back at five six seven eight years old and you're not teaching them the proper arm slot and then most of the time keep in mind the the proper throwing motion is not you had tommy john i know the proper throwing motion (laughs) is not to is not to alleviate pain the proper throwing motion is to minimize damage to your arm and that gets lost in translation in the sports of baseball and softball. And I think it's one of the, the biggest disservices to youth sports in every youth sport that's available is that people aren't teaching that. If you tell a kid, hey, your arm's not right because it's not coming out fast enough. It's not coming out accurate enough. You're not flipping the switch on your curveball enough. That doesn't teach them anything. If you say, hey, your arm is too far wide. And if you keep doing that, you won't play baseball past middle school that's going to resonate with somebody yep. that's going to, that's going to hit. And I think that that gets lost and I hate that it does. And I'm glad we've got coaches like you out there. And I know Kelsey, if she had the opportunity to coach would coach the exact same way. But um, yeah, that, that grinds my gears a little bit too, but we'll pass it over to JT. Anything bothering you?
2: Cool. I, I mean, I have nothing that, that good. I, I I'm trying to think here. I, I mean, took
3: the fun way, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> good. Uh,
2: I don't really have anything grinding my gears. I mean, don't don't fill your gas up in uh, plastic bins. That's uh, that, that's my grind my gear moment. But we don't have to dive too much into that. But uh, on a fun note, I want to know adult league softball players what positions. Kelsey,
5: I've been well. I played okay, so I've been playing third, second, and outfield.
2: All right, to Brandon.
5: Third
2: uh,
0: uh, so I'm shortstop and left field.
2: Okay, I I got my first game tomorrow. I haven't played in over a year, but uh, uh, I was always so I've I was a coach or like I I ran the team for a while, and it was always just wait till everyone shows up, and I'm getting filled in wherever because I mean I was always a Swiss Army knife in high school. I played every position the catcher. <laughs> oh okay so, uh, that's i was mainly third third second and outfield so it was always one of those yeah and that's where i'm at too i mean that's i'm
0: typically at shorter left but i'll play anywhere mm-hmm. so they just put me where they need me <laughs> pat's a pitcher i don't know that pat's ever played slow pitch softball Nah.
3: Nah, I dude, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm saving my arm for my kids. I got a lot of catch to play. Hey, yeah, and I got hey. I got a little time left in my arm, man. So I'm, I that, that's about it. that's about all I got. They've asked me to play grown men baseball. They've asked me to play softball, and I mean. That's I, it. I, I, well, I want to. Don't get me wrong, but I can't. I, you know, I just i don't. I don't want anything to happen to where I can't play catch with my
0: kids. So that's like, it. That's well, we're almost at a almost at an hour and a half here, so we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Kelsey, we appreciate you joining. Two sugar, one cream. Pat, always a pleasure. Maybe we'll see you tomorrow on Brood Bets. Oh, you know, for JT. Of Sports Shift Media, I'm Brandon Johnson with Sports with BJ. We want to give a special shout-out to Jerry Nixon Jr., Jr. of the Box Pod, who presents Press Break, which is the show we're on tonight. We appreciate all the comments. We appreciate all the feedback,
4: and we look forward to doing it again next week. Y'all take care. Have a good one.